Live from The Rock, welcome to the Brown Sports Convos Podcast. My name is Samuel Ree, and with me... TJ Kim. Uh, Ethan Jobson. David Cody. And today we also have a very special guest. Uh, could you introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Abby Carcio, and I'm from the women's soccer team. Yeah, so we're here today with her, uh, and we're, we're just going to jump right into like talking with her about various stuff. Um, yeah, anybody have any questions for her right off the bat? Um, well, uh, if anyone doesn't know, um, we... Uh, have won the Ivy League title this year, yeah. and also we won our first round matchup against uh, Monmouth. And yeah, uh, Abby, you had a pretty big goal against uh, to win the Ivy title. How did that feel? It was pretty surreal. Um, in the moment, it was just a flood of emotions, happy relief, um, mostly. But after the fact, I was kind of able to reflect and understand kind of the historical significance of of that win. So that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's our uh, first time making it past the first round since like the 1994. 90s. Yeah, 1994. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's really cool. Um, and of course, any banner is always a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here at Brown, you know, we don't get many. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when we get something like that, especially something as huge as a, a, a PK, a double, you know, an overtime to, you know, mm -hmm. to win the championship is, you know, that's really something special. So we're really happy for you guys, and we are really excited to see what happens in the national tournament. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically, like in a in a PK in that situation, how do you like approach that? Like, do you do you feel the pressure of that situation or the? Because I'd imagine like after an, like in an overtime, the tension has to be crazy. Right. Especially thirty seconds left, and in um, college women's soccer, it's sudden death. Right. So golden goal. Right. Um. I think it just goes back to I rely on my training. Uh, mm -hmm. In practice, we do PKs all the time. Um, we have some of the best goalkeepers in the nation regarding PKs, right. so it helps going against them and then going against another goalkeeper. It's kind of, um, I, I don't want to say easier, but right. just different. Yeah. So, And in those moments, you just have to kind of rely on that training, and it's at this point, it's muscle memory, so just calming the nerves and putting it away. Makes it sound easy when it. Uh, <laughs> it, it is scary. It is scary. I'm not gonna lie. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk to us about the team and sort of what the season has meant for uh, you guys so far. Yeah. So obviously, I've been on the team for four years. I've been with four different groups of girls, um, and this season has kind of been a dream season. Um, but it's not by chance. Mm -hmm. uh, we definitely put in the work. It started last spring. Um, and we ended up going to the world cup this summer. That was a huge factor, I mm -hmm. think in our success. And, um, we've just day in and day out, put in the work, uh, vibed as a group and got it done this season. Yeah. What, what did that mean to like go see the world cup and to see team USA play? Yeah. Just to see women in general, um, be so well-respected mm. in, in a sport definitely gave us that confidence and for me personally just kind of reinvigorated a passion that I have for the game and yeah. um so I think that was one aspect it's also just uh nine days when we're all together constantly yeah. um so chemistry wise you got to get to know certain people that you didn't know before um a lot better and I think that helped that tra that stuff translates to the field um so that was really amazing yeah awesome um I know that uh, this year you guys have had like an incredible season, and uh, I know in you just came off a uh, you know a career year last year you scored ten goals, and then this year you've 
only scored three, but one very important goal. Yeah. Um, and I know I just looking pulling up the stats right now. It's um, the the team last year was a five hundred team uh, losing record in the conference. Um, what do you think kind of like changed and like kind of sparked this sort of like uh, this this huge change in um, you, know, you guys' play? over just the past year. Right. So personnel wise, we didn't change a ton. Um, mm-hmm. We did get a, an amazing freshman class and mm-hmm. we did have five seniors leave last year, but um, player for player, we actually have the same core group coming back. So mm-hmm. it's not even personnel that that's really the big difference. I think it's just mentality and, and this team culture that we've kind of fostered in the past six, eight months um, where we said at the beginning of the season, you're going to have a different, everyone's going to have a role on the team. Um, that might be sitting on the bench with an injury. That might be being a captain. That might be the one that puts the ball in the back of the net, but you have to really understand that role. And when it comes down to it, um, execute. And I'm going to steal this from Bill Belichick, but we said, do your job. And, um, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, everyone's just been doing their job and that's, it's that simple. I think you a Pats fan. Oh yeah. Come on. Oh, yes. Massachusetts like born and bred. Yes. You like that. <laughs> I, I'm outnumbered here. Oh. <laughs> Only New York sports fan on the planet. Oh, yikes. <laughs> hey, I'm from Arkansas. <laughs> I'm just a Celtics fan. All right. Um, all right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let, let, let's go back a little bit and um, talk about sort of the beginning of your career at Brown and maybe even like a little bit before that, but like sort of talk to us about the uh, transition into collegiate athletics and what that kind of looked like for you. Yeah, so it's it was definitely difficult, I will say, just because you are not only transitioning from club soccer to college soccer, but you're also transitioning to a new environment. Mm-hmm. I've never lived away from home before. I'm meeting a bunch of new people that I've never seen before. So you're dealing with a soccer aspect, but you're also dealing with the emotional um, aspect of entering college. Um, so it was definitely hard those first couple of weeks, but what helped so much is having an immediate family, um, within Brown women's soccer. So that was definitely helpful on the emotional side. Um, and soccer wise, I definitely had to adjust my game. Um, in club soccer, you have a lot more time on the ball. You're the best one on your club team. Mm -hmm. Um, you're always going to get the minutes, but transitioning, you're not going to see those minutes. You have to earn your way. You have to prove yourself, um, day in and day out on the field. Um, so I definitely had to adjust my, my game and my mentality and how I approached, uh, practice and, um, definitely had to hit the gym a little bit, um, mm-hmm. bulk up. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was, it was tough, but, um, it was definitely a huge growing experience and, um, I'm incredibly thankful for that experience. Um, on that note, um, how do you, how have you found the, uh, balance of, being both like an Ivy League student and also a Division One athlete, yeah, it's it's not it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think playing club sports um, in my youth definitely prepared me um, for it. I think it's necessary to have great time management skills, and if you mm-hmm. can do right. that, then it's it's completely feasible. Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand that. If I'm not in the classroom, I'm on the field. And if I'm not on the field, I'm in the film room. And if I'm not in the film room, then I'm sleeping. So <laughs> I'm jam-packed uh, constantly and it's um, rigorous, but I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You were you were talking about, um, with the World Cup too, about how cool it was to see sort of women in sports uh, succeeding on that level. Um, 
what do you think it means to be sort of have like the whole campus behind you as, as like the the women's soccer team and and things like that? Yeah, just ha- even taking the women out of it, it's so yeah. cool just to um, have the support from everybody. Like right. people come up to us on the street all the time. I'm like, congratulations, that's been amazing, and it's been so instrumental in our success. Just mm-hmm. Because we're not playing just for each other anymore. We're playing f- and we're representing the school and the Ivy League at this point. Mm-hmm. But then to add in the women's um, factor, I coached um, this past spring a U9 soccer team. And um, to have some of those girls in the stands and to be watching us um, and become role models in that respect uh, has been awesome. And I think there's some commercial going around like, if you can't see me, then you can't be me. And I feel like we're being seen. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's just so cool and, and special. And um, I'll carry that with that aspect um, of soccer with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. You guys, your next game, like you mentioned, you're flying down. What is it tomorrow? Yeah. Tomorrow 6 a.m. <laughs> um, so you guys have Florida State next. Um, that's a really tough team. So how do you how do you go into that and approach this game knowing it's going to be your toughest opponent yet? Right. It's such an amazing challenge and we're so thankful that we get the opportunity to play um, mm. a team such such as Florida. Um, and I think the whole season, especially the latter half, we've been playing teams as kind of the champion, the the one that's expected to win. Right. And now we have an opportunity to play a team where we're the underdogs. And I think we're that type of team, we're that blue collar team that's going to grind out games and... Um, I don't think anyone's expecting anything from us. And that in itself is a great opportunity to mm-hmm. kind of upset um, them. And uh, I think it's I think it's a good thing. We're coming in as the underdogs in this game. You excited to get out of the cold? Oh, yeah. It's going to be nice. <laughs> nice. Even 70-degree uh, weather. It's, oh it's going to be nice. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the Pats fan, you know, it's... Um... It's always better to be the cold team going to the warm place than the warm team going to the cold place. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So I had just one more th- one question. So when did you kind of know that this season was going to be like the one, um, I knew you got a huge, had a huge win, at least, uh, over Harvard away. You buried them four to two, mm-hmm. um, any win against Harvard. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, yes. Especially uh, at their stadium. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it was then or if it was some another point in the season, but sort of, yeah, kind of like, when did you guys feel that, like, this was going to be the, the magical season? Yeah, and that victory was even sweeter because uh, their head coach is my old club coach. So oh, wow. that was pretty sweet. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, um, Celia, Sydney, and I, uh, my co-captains, we sat down um, before season just to kind of go over our goals and how we want to approach it. And right then, we knew. We, we looked at each other and we said, this is the season. Um, fortunately we had Celia come back, uh, from an injury last year and take a fifth year. She's an incredible leadership presence on the field. Um, and we finally have, uh, the personnel, I think our, our bench is incredibly deep. Mm -hmm. Um, and we knew going through the hardships last season, um, that we could extract certain lessons, uh, that we could apply this season that would provide us with success. Um, so I think in, in that moment, uh, the three of us knew, and then we had a team meeting uh, before preseason with all of us and kind of fleshed out anything we had from last year. Um, had heard a lot of different voices um, in regards to goals for this year, and I think in that moment, the the rest of the team was on board, and we knew this was it, and we're all bought into that to that idea. Yes, you mentioned you mentioned uh, 
the difference between this year and last year that there wasn't a whole lot of personnel turnover do you think that was almost a a good thing in that you had to you were able to keep the same core going into another year absolutely um chemistry and soccer is incredibly um important yeah so for me to be able to play with some of these girls for two seasons um in such high uh quantity is really important um and i think just working out certain kinks takes time. And so Mm. to do that last year and to get that out of the way, we did not have to worry about that um, this year, keeping the same personnel. Yeah. Backing up a bit, I just wanted to ask you personally, what do you think is your greatest influence as an athlete? Uh, On? Just like, I don't know, like what, what, what what, it could be like another athlete or just like someone that like, uh, drove you to uh be what you are um oh like someone that inspired me like a role model yeah. oh okay yeah. um yeah so i've worked with um my trainer from home for since i was probably 12 years old mm-hmm. brandon mcclay um we have very similar stories uh just kind of um we don't have to get into that but uh right. He's definitely my role model. He played professionally over in Germany and England. Um, We play very similarly. Um, We have the same passion and love for the game. So working day in, day out with him, uh, I would definitely say he's my role model that I can, that's kind of tangible. I'm Mm -hmm. with him Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, Kia McNeil is Mm -hmm. an excellent um, role model for us Mm -hmm. that we see every single day. She was incredibly successful on a national level and uh, playing professionally here and overseas. So um, to learn from her uh, is an incredible opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say is one thing that uh, you're really proud that you were able to add to your game over your time here at Brown? Mm. That's a great question. Um, definitely on the mental side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can train all day to be able to hit a PK or to, to um, hit a free kick perfectly. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I'm good at, but things that I weren't, I wasn't so good at was um, the mental side of game, working through adversity, getting over mistakes in a short amount of time. Um, so I think I've grown over the f- over my four years in that respect, um, just kind of problem solving um, in in the run of play within myself, and um, honestly, not getting too high and not getting too low right. um, during the games. all right cool maybe i will maybe i will (laughs) so so what other what other sports do you like besides soccer what else do you watch i know you mentioned you're a Pats fan oh yeah um i mean i grew up in massachusetts so of course course. i gotta watch the patriots um i actually love watching college basketball like i go Mm -hmm. to most of the games um i get super into it um I love the fast pace um, aspect of, of basketball. Um, mm. And uh, so, and I, I mean, I love watching soccer. Watching soccer is very different than playing soccer. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like you watch soccer differently from other people just because you play oh, so much? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I try and predict what they're going to do next. Uh, right. I just, I think I'm a little bit more invested um, in it than some other people just because I know what it feels like to, to be on the field. But um, yeah, I would definitely, definitely say soccer. Uh, football, basketball are my are my go tos. You do a bracket last year? 
So by NCAA um, like rules, we're not allowed to do March Madness. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. You, I mean, you can't put money on it. Mm. I, I oh, did actually it. make a bracket. I just didn't go into any oh, okay, gambling okay. pool. But yeah, um, yeah I, I, I usually look for the upsets and the um, mm -hmm. underdogs. Mm -hmm. in the, in of course. Those of course. Yeah. Great. Um, I know with soccer, you, um, uh, you went to the World Cup this, past, this summer. And you got to watch, you know, the the US WNT just kind of do their thing. Um, is there like a favorite player that you have in the soccer world, whether you know, um, you know, women's or men's that like you really look up to and you really like, you know, think is like the best? Yeah, I absolutely love Tobin Heath. Um, I love her flair on the field. I think she doesn't she plays differently than any other woman um, in the game currently. Uh, she's not afraid to try different things. Um, that other women are too afraid to try. Uh, and I love how she nutmegs people. Mm. A lot of my teammates get very frustrated at practice because I'm constantly trying to nutmeg them. <laughs> um, so definitely on the women's side, Toman Heath's my favorite player. I think she's just so crafty and uh, she inspires me to try new things on the field. And then on the men's side, I um, will get a lot of flack from this, uh, about this from my teammates, but I love Ronaldo, uh, I think. Mm. He's a great player. He's changed the the men's game um, incredibly. But if I were to have to pick one player that I watch um, a lot to kind of pick up on certain things, it would be um, Modric. He plays for Real Madrid, um, and his movement off the ball is is uh, incredible. So I know you're following the Champions League right now. I mean, this is this is the brown co sports convo. You don't, <laughs> you don't you don't have to just like fire questions at you all day. We can mm -hmm. just talk about sports, like yeah, you know. So like. Um, uh, I I like to talk about soccer sometimes, but these guys don't like to. So I, I, I <laughs> you? I I I thought <laughs> like so I brought it up, and you've all been like, no, it's not basketball. Like, I I was the one who got us to do the women's World Cup preview pod. So <laughs> oh, that's true. But wow. but true. I, the thing is, I used to follow like the European soccer a lot more, but I was an Aston Villa fan. So when they got um, relegated, I kind of got out of watching okay. it. So I, I I'm. I'm not the most expert on it, especially right now, but I can't, I, I know some stuff. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my bad. But, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were you going to say, though? No, I just said, like, um, you know, the Champions League is going on right now, and that's, like, a pretty big thing. Oh, yeah. Um, that, it, Dude, it that's is. so true. <laughs> wow, it is so large. <laughs> it's um, pretty global, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's like I think that's always the fun tournament to watch, just because there's so much mm. like diversity and there's always these crazy upset games that happen, especially in the group stage. Right. Um, and at least in the U.S., it's like people don't talk about it as much um, because this is the United States mm. and we don't really watch soccer here. Right. But yeah. <laughs> soccer, you, soccer's yeah. getting a lot bigger though. It yeah, is, yeah. It is. And so that's I don't really, know if you've, been, really if you've been following that or even like you know like uh, the, the the MLS and the you know uh, National Women's Soccer League. Right. Um. I don't know, just talk about that. Like, Go Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> you a Madrid fan? Um, definitely a Real Madrid fan. We had uh, three Champions League titles three years in a row. So. She said we. She's a Real Madrid fan. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, but, you know, Ronaldo's on Juventus now, and I think they have, uh, mm. they're prime to kind of t uh, make a run in, in Champions League. Are you rooting for him in Juventus? Um, Like, quietly, right. but I'm a diehard Real Madrid fan, so I can't switch my loyalty completely um, right. over to Juventus quite yet. But I, I'm rooting for his personal success, of course. Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, what, what do you think about... Uh... This is just talking about sports now. Yeah. Uh, do you think about uh, both Ronaldo and Messi getting uh, not getting the Player of the Year award this past year? 
deep sigh, share the wealth. Um, I mean, at this point, um, personal accolades are kind of probably not as important to them as it might be to someone that hasn't gotten it before. Um, and you can talk all day about whether one deserved it. Um, but I mean, I feel like they're kind of like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get it uh, uh, this time, but, um, maybe, maybe, maybe next year, but do we want to transition to our two cent finish? Uh, sure. I think we can transition to our two cent finish. So, uh, Abby, this is our final segment that we like to do where we just go around and give each other the floor for a little bit. And we'll talk about like what's on our mind about sports lately. We'll have like a rant or a uh, confessional or, or just something like that. Uh, and yeah, it, it's just basically something from the world of sports that gives you it's been on your mind. Hot takes are welcome and greatly. Appreciated. Yeah. yeah. We right. love hot takes. Okay. I All can right. go first. If yeah. we're you want to go hot first? All right. Yeah. All right. What first. about basketball? Do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Ingram is already better than Zion Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> Zion's broken. Dude, yeah. Of yeah. Course. No. Um. I. I think that Brandon Brandon Ingram has really shown up for. Oh, sounds gone. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> okay, you're good. It's there. Yeah. Um, he's had like multiple, uh, really high scoring, uh, games lately. Like he had a 40 point game the other night. Mm. He had like a 38 point game in the season opener or something like that. And I don't know. I think he might be the biggest thing they got in the Lakers deal. Uh, and I thought it was going to be maybe Lonzo, um, but he's, he's not been great or there sometimes. Mm. Um, and I think that they are in a position where, you know, Brandon Ingram is the type of player that if he is really good, then he is like, if he's your star player, then you're in a good position. Um, and I wasn't sure that he'd be able to be at that level of player uh, based on what we saw up from him on the Lakers. Mm. Uh, he hadn't really shown a lot of strength. He hadn't really shown a lot of, you know, shot creation ability on an NBA level, which is mm. kind of what you want from a wing of that size. Mm. Um but he's really shown that improvement in both of those areas. And like, he's put on some weight, like he looks a lot better than mm. he did last season. Uh, so I think Ingram is going to be an integral part, if not number one, number two on the yeah. Pelicans going forward. All-star mm, this year. I don't know. It's pretty stacked in the West. Okay. Fair. But, but maybe if the, if the Pelicans are like number five or six around the time of the all-star break, then mm-hmm. they might give him the nod. Okay. Um. Okay. I, I guess I'm becoming the shill for, like, brown sports here. That's, that's the thing that's most on my mind now. Right. I've been going to the brown men's basketball games, at two. Uh, I I feel very good about this team yeah. uh, after these... They're 3-0 and right now. It's the first time since, like, 1954 they started out 3-0. Wow. And then I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty optimistic about how they look so far. It's obviously early. It's still not a conference play, but... Uh, Brandon Anderson is he got Ivy Player of the Week the other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has kind of stepped up and looks like he can uh, replace what we might have lost with Desmond Cambridge. Um, I thought Matt DeWolf at uh, the center position has looked much improved. Uh, he I, I have noticed also that he's kind of uh, developed a bit of a three point shot. I think that could be very important. Mm-hmm. I think we also like Brown women's soccer. It looks like we have a deep bench this year, so. I, I obviously we're brown. Not, I'm biased, but like I, I feel good about how the team looks this year, and maybe we can make some noise in the Ivy League. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
All right. I'm going to talk about the Patriots and none of you can stop me. Um, <laughs> I am so excited about Nikhil Harry on the New England Patriots. He made his NFL debut, our first round pick uh, against the Eagles. He made three catches. Uh, two of them were, they were all really good. Um, he had an 11 yard catch over the middle. That was sick. He had a screen pass where he faked a dude out of his cleats. Um, and then he caught one on a Brady scramble. Um, he did really good blocking and that's just his first game back. He's has massive potential, especially on a Patriots offense that has been struggling to like find a go-to guy who isn't named Julian Edelman. Um, and he, uh, uh, he's the only Bill Belichick draft pick that I've predicted, uh, correctly. So I love Nikhil Harry and I think he's going to be, uh, awesome and I'm very excited. That's all. Whenever That's I all. see his stuff come across like my timeline, uh, I, I just remember, oh, David was talking about that guy. Cause yeah, yeah, he's sick. Cause yeah. he's dirty, dude. <laughs> he's awesome. Okay. Uh, that, in that's Madden, it. he still wears a number one on his jersey because he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> he got injured before they could actually give him a number. Wow. So Madden hasn't done he's he's fifteen number. now and he looks yeah. great in it. All right. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I will talk about college football. Wow. That's um, true. Tua Tagovailoa just got injured. Uh, uh Yeah. Uh, pretty badly. Uh, so, uh Damn. Uh, we'll see what happens. Alabama's been okay without quarterbacks, like, without a great quarterback in the past. So, like, they might still be fine, but, you know. Uh, Alabama might still be fine yeah. is one of the biggest understatements I think I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Tua, but, though, I think he, he'll his draft stock will probably drop. He may not be a top two, three pick like people think he is. Mm. Which means he might go to, like, you know, a team. A good that, team. Yeah, a good team that, like, won't kill him. Yeah. Um, so... I hope that he goes to a really good team. I hope that he goes to, or at least a media. <laughs> yeah, I hope he goes team. to. I don't know, maybe the New England Patriots. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. You know, decent small market. Yeah. Team. Decent <laughs> small market. Uh, yeah, Patriots. I think you know, the Bears maybe would be a good team yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like I really like him as a player, and I hope he does well. I yeah. didn't. I was afraid for him at the NFL level because I feel like he's not the kind of guy who can just kind of come into a a team like the Bengals or the Dolphins right. kind of like carry them from day one. Right. So yeah, I'll be as well. Yeah. And, uh, finally, uh, do you, do you have, do you have <laughs> anything you have, you have that you want to get off your chest about sports at all? Anywhere in the world. I guess I can talk about soccer broadly. Do it. Um, just because, you know, it gets so much flack, um, in America, particularly, about not being an exciting game just mm -hmm. because the scores are so low. I mean, the past couple of our games haven't gone over zero or one goals, and that's frustrating to other people. But I just want to say that there's more to soccer than the goals. There's beauty in the run of play and uh, passing sequences and 1v1 mm -hmm. defending. Um, so if you're watching soccer and you get frustrated because there aren't goals being scored, maybe try and look at um, other aspects of the game like creativity and adaptability. Facts. True facts. Fantastic. And I think that's going to be it for this time's podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much, to Abby, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. Our Twitter is at BRN Sports Convos. We're also on Facebook as Brown Sports Convos. And our website is sportsconvos.com. We do this podcast sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Just one more thing. On sportsconvos.com, I might have more content coming out related to Brown God, Women's Soccer. God. Just putting that out there. Yeah. But Anyway, yeah, keep an you eye. You better out. have content coming out now, <laughs> Lord. <Yeah>. Our, editors, <laughs> our editors are not happy with me. I have not written a word this semester. Um, Bro, but yeah, real. All right. 
Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, and we will catch you guys next time. <laughs>